This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to the 2017 winter meetings here in sunny Orlando, Florida. I'm Danny Wexelman with Richard Justice, our executive correspondent for MLB.com, and Brian McTaggart, who covers the Astros for MLB.com. We are here on Facebook Live today taking your questions, so send them in. We want to answer all of them. I'm going to start things off, though, today with you, Brian. Let's start first. AJ Hinch met with the media on Tuesday. I want to know the most interesting thing that he said. The most interesting thing for me was... um something that really is off the field in that um, even now going out around Houston, he was out to lunch with uh, George Springer recently and people are still coming up to him, telling them how much that World Series meant to them, their family, they're saying, man, we were were at Colt Stadium in the the 1960s with the Mosquitoes. We, uh, all 56 years of the Astros, we were there. We never thought we would see this and it just, Everywhere he goes, people are coming up and, and just, just want to say hello, maybe get a picture and see how much it means to them. And it means a lot to AJ for, for that to happen. I mean, he loves to take time with them, and I thought that was really cool. You've lived your whole life in Houston, and mostly heartbreak in terms of sports. Yeah. What was it like, what's it been like for you to try to grasp that these guys that you've covered for 15 years, and these kids, Altuve and Springer and Correa, that they've done this thing that's a dream. What's it like for you as a resident of Houston? Yeah, it was kind of hard to believe. You know, in the, the ninth inning of game seven, uh, when there was, there was one out, I sort of just stopped what I was doing and just said, I need to just watch this, focus on it, yeah. and just remember this day. It was, it was, you know, one of the biggest days in Houston sports history, if not the biggest. And then to watch them celebrate, it was, it was just kind of hard to sink in. And you know, I had so much work to do, but my phone was going crazy with, with friends, high school, uh, classmates, family. Everybody was just so excited when five years ago, no one really knew much about the Astros. Uh, the, you know, maybe they knew about Altuve, but uh, the whole city was behind them. It was, it was really amazing just to see how everybody was so involved. We had dozens of friends say some form of this. Yeah. But uh, down on the field after the game, uh, one of the local sports anchors go, told, Mar- uh, told Brian, first thing I think was, I thought of was my father. Yeah. Or the other oh said, it, it thought, it, it, I thought of my grandmother or grandfather, how, how they would watch the games together. And I, I've gone around town and, and said to husbands and wives, at any point did one of you cry? And every boy, everyone has said, at some point, I cried. And one guy told me, he goes, you kidding? No, I didn't cry. And his wife said, now, game six against the Yankees, <laughs> I looked over there and there were tears running down your It wasn't eyes. dusty in that room. Don't try to lie. <laughs> yeah, right, that. right. I mean, those memories are things that you will tell everyone and anyone for the rest of your life. You'll never forget where you were and what you're doing. I yeah. think that's really special. Well, it used to be like that. I, I never forget where I was when they lost the Mets in the, in the NLCS yeah. in 86 when I was 16. And I was I pulled the Mets pennant off my wall and watered <laughs> it up because I had all the pennants from all the teams. But yesterday I ran into Joe Sambito, who's an agent now. He pitched for the Astros in the 70s and the, and the 80s yeah. and you know, went through some heartbreaks. And he said people were texting him, congratulations, 
He's like, I, I, he didn't understand it at first, but he was like, you know what? They won this for me too. They won it for all the Astros, not yeah. the, the played previously. Absolutely. Yeah, we saw Bagwell and Biggio on the field after the game. Yeah, yeah. What and was that like? And they seemed, they seemed, the emotions seem yeah. uh, more than they could describe. Reed Ryan, uh, no one was crying, I don't think, but Reed Ryan, the president of the team, he was certainly crying. And uh, I see George Springer's dad after the game, and he goes, uh, don't even look at me. And <laughs> he points to his wife, George's mom, and she's a basket case. Of and course, I, that's, yeah. that's how it hit people. Yeah, I think that that's great, though. Let the emotions come in. It's, it's well-deserved. We have a ton of questions coming in on Facebook right now, so we're going to get to those. We're going to skip my questions because these are way better. We've got Rick who asks us, Gregerson leaving didn't phase me. <laughs> Any other departures about to hit us? I don't think so. I mean, they lost Gregerson. Right. Um, you know, he played a key role in the bullpen the last few years. Mike Fires has signed a contract, but, uh, you know, they didn't tender him a contract, so that was no surprise. But all the key pieces are, are coming back. Their whole lineup's back. The, the rotation is back. Mm -hmm. um, so um, they're looking to add right now, but they, there's, they're not going to lose anybody else unless they make some sort of trade, which, I, you know, I don't think they will, where it would impact the Major League Club. I wanted to know, their top prospect is Kyle Tucker, young outfielder. He Got to triple A last year, right? Barely? Uh, double A. Double A. Left-handed hitter. Um, do you see him not in the mix opening day, but no. by the All-Star break? Probably not. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to crack that lineup, but I, I do think maybe in September he could get his feet wet. I mean, I think he's only 20 years old still. But I think going into 2019, I think Kyle Tucker's you know, a big part of their plans. I mean, right now they have uh, Springer in center, Reddick in right. Fisher's going to get a look in left field. And that's another guy we should mention. He's a top prospect, Derek mm -hmm. Fisher. Yeah. Right. How do you work, get him at bat? Well, left field is going to be a, kind of the, the open area. Marvin Gonzalez is going to, you know, he played left throughout the playoffs, but they right. want to move him around more. But Fisher's going to get a lot of those at bats. Um, Colin Moran might even get some at bats in left field. But, mm -hmm. you know, Fisher, we all know him from scoring the winning run in, in game five of the, the World Series. But um, the kid's got a pretty good track record in the minor leagues of hitting with a speed power combination. So he's going to get a shot as well. Okay, so Caitlin, I think you're going to like this question, Brian. Brian, are you writing a new book covering the World <laughs> Series experience? No. no. Uh, well, you know, MLB came out with their official coffee table book, That's Mission right. Accomplished, and there are a few words in there that I wrote. Also, A.J. Hinch uh, wrote some words, Springer, McCann, and uh, somebody else can't remember. But, you know, I did write that Astros book a couple years ago, That's and we right. are going to have a World Series edition. Okay. What was the name of that book? 100 Things Astros Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. <laughs> World Series edition coming out. I love it. I love it. Okay, Dora asks, for how many seasons will Keiko remain an Astro? <laughs> well, at least one more. Yeah. We all know that he's going to be a free agent after next year, and he recently changed agents uh, to Scott Boris, which means he's probably going to test the free agent waters. So. Okay. And uh, I know Dallas is going to go out there and try to get his market worth, which will be a huge contract, especially if he can prove he's healthy after a couple of seasons where he was hindered by injury. But... Um, he's, he's only 29. He'll turn 30 on January 1st. And so this will be his one chance, I think, to get that, that big deal. So I think he's going to go for it. Whether the Astros can keep him, you know, I'm not sure. But they, they do have some young pitchers coming up through the system. But let's at least enjoy the beard for one more year. So. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, let's see. Moss asks, who on the current roster can fill in for fires? Or do you think the Astros will trade for a fill-in? Well, they have how many starting pitchers? Six right they have now? Six. Okay. Right. And, but I think the way Jeff Luno works is he's going to go kick the tires on other starting pitchers. Yeah. Because how many are you going to need at the end of the day? 
10, 12. And who's their, their top pitching prospect? Forrest uh, Whitley. Yeah, Forrest Whitley is probably. He's, he could be up by the end of the year. Yeah. Like well, yeah. last year they had four starters on the DL at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they're going to need the pitching depth. Plus, if, if they can sign another starter, they could move Peacock to the bullpen. Full and time. That would take care of one of their, their bullpen needs. But, um, you know, Fires wasn't active on the playoff roster, so right. I, I don't think they're – I mean, he, he did a nice job in the middle of the season, that 10-start that stretch where everyone right. was injured. Yeah. But for the most part, he was kind of an expendable piece. There, this is a luxury not many teams have. You have six starters. I mean, six major league ready starters. Ready to go. And you're going to need 8, 10, 12 yeah. before the year's over. So, you know, while we hear teams down here, we need a fourth starter, a fifth starter. Well, the good teams are looking for a seventh, an eighth, and a ninth starter. And we're not even talking about Joe Musgrove, who right. was, the, was in the rotation for most of the year, and now he's in relief. He, he could be in the mix as well. So they have a lot of starting pitching. I like that. Okay, I like this question, too. Hopefully both of you maybe have one. Uh, Jennifer asks, which Astros prospect do you like best and why? <laughs> well, I, I was at the Futures game and saw Kyle Tucker turn on a 102-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball. I mean, he's pretty good. He's just, you know, they took, uh, help me here, Bregman second in the 15 draft, and Tucker went fifth, right? He was second, fifth, yeah. Fifth. The, so you're drafted fifth in the draft. You're a top prospect, yeah. and he's one of those guys that walks like a star and just to see him with that, he's got a, a slow demeanor and a fast bat. I mean, I, he's, they, I think the Astros would say that one of the reasons they didn't get Justin Verlander at the trade deadline is Kyle Tucker was untouchable. Yeah. And they were going to make that deal I, at, without throwing him in it. That's, what they, that's how they value him. Maybe not like they value Alex Bregman, but he's pretty far up there. Okay, I like yeah, that. Yeah, for answer. me, it's Forrest Whitley. I mean, they're the they're the top two guys. Whitley, the the pitcher. I mean, he had his Double A debut last last year, and he came. I think struck out 11, 11 guys at twenty years old in the Texas League. So, Man. Um, big tall kid, just has great stuff, and uh, you know, I think he'll be pitching in the big league rotation at twenty one, twenty two at the latest. Thoughts on making McCullers our closer? Uh -oh. High leverage relief. What do you think? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I, I sorry, think, Tony. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I know he pitched in, in relief some in the uh, in the playoffs yeah. he, in Game Seven of the ALCS. He, he finished that game out. But look, Lance McCullers is, is a starter. Mm -hmm. um, I know he's basically a two pitch guy, but you know, he still his stuff's good enough if he if he can work that change up to where you want him starting. If he's healthy, he's he's a guy that could be a top of the rotation starter. What do you the, think? The value of a top of the rotation starter yeah. is probably ten times what a reliever is, and that means earning power right. and all that. But guys want to start. Joe, we talked about Joe Musgrove. I mean, he, he wants to start, right? Sure, yeah. He still wants to start. Lance McCullers has a chance to be a star, and you want to exhaust every possibility of him being a starter. I think the Astros see him in their rotation for the foreseeable future. You know what else I think he wants to be? I saw on Twitter that he's trying to uh, get into a Marvel movie. He's trying. Is he, did you guys see that? Do you know what I'm talking about? He's trying to, he's trying to play and act. I don't know if you have time for that, Lance. He's, a, he's involved in a lot of stuff. He's involved. involved. Well, he, he has a foundation. He's 23 years old, has a foundation. I, I didn't have a foundation at 23. Still no. don't have one. But, yeah, <laughs> he does a lot of good stuff for the community as well. Great guy. All right, we have a couple of people on Facebook right now asking about Christian Yelich playing left field for the Astros. What do you think about that? Marcelo Zuna just went to the right. Cardinals. So what about Yelich? That, hey, he would look great, great in left field. I, I don't think the Astros are willing to give up the prospects, I think, that would take to, yeah. to get that deal. I mean, look at you know the price for Ozuna. They're going to want more for, for Yelich. I mean, he, he'd be perfect, and the contract is good. But, I mean, they just, they just don't – they could use him. They don't need him. I mean, they have the best offense. And uh, 
in the majors, you know, he and Jake Marisnik are very, very close. So uh, that would be a, a cool little story. But I, I just don't see them adding that kind of caliber offensive player. Okay. All right, James. James, you're asking, what is Jose Altuve's contract situation? Is an extension on the horizon? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, he's represented by Scott Boris. He he was. It's two more years, right? He two will be, option years, right? Yeah. He will be. He's got a very team-friendly contract. Mm -hmm. Um, he will be a free agent at 29 years old, and I've asked Scott Boros ten, three or four times, why don't you go in and redo this contract? And he answers the same thing, same way each time. He's going to be a free agent at 29. He's going to be a multiple batting champion, uh, an American League MVP. He is underpaid now. Yeah. He is going to make plenty of money. He's well, made a lot of Astros fans smile right now. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah. look, here's the deal. Like, would the Astros like to sign him to an extension? Absolutely. Sure. Scott Boris believes in letting players go to the market, and the market sets the value. And that's part of what we're running so behind here. His guys, Arietta yeah. and J.D. Martinez, et cetera, I mean, the market hasn't started yet. And he believes don't put a, don't put a value, don't put a cap on a player. Let's see what he can make. Brian, what were you saying? Well, Harper and Machado, when they go to free agency, I think whatever they get, Altuve could get that or not more. I mean, I think he'll set the standard and they'll, they'll shoot higher than that. So he's, he's in line for a huge payday. Has anybody in baseball accomplished more than Jose Altuve the last five years? That feels like a trick question. Well, all-star, batting champ, MVP, World Series champ. Three-time three batting champ. He's got five all-star games I'm going to say now. the answer is no. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, the point is when yes. we talk about Harper or Trout, uh, I mean, this is an elite guy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about another elite guy that the Astros didn't get, didn't get, but but that's all right. Michael asked, please talk about the reaction within the Astros of the Stanton trade to the Yankees. We're going to close this chapter after this question, though, on the Stanton conversation. Brian. Yeah, I asked uh, AJ and uh, Jeff Luno about that, and they, uh, I mean, they thought it was interesting. Obviously, they went seven games with the Yankees in a toe-to-toe -to -toe series, and yeah. now the Yankees are adding Stanton, who's coming from the. Uh, National League, so the American League is getting that much tougher. But you know, I think they're they're looking forward to the, the challenge of facing them. But I, I don't think there's any doubt if they uh, you know want to win the World Series again, they're probably going to have to find a way to go through the Yankees, and the Yankees are going to have to find a way to go through Houston, as Alex Bregman reminded us on Twitter. Right. The other Ale day. Yeah, Bregman has already tweeted the road still goes through Houston. <laughs> right. Yeah, he did. I, I he's a good follow on Twitter he's by good, the way. Yeah. All right, last question, and going back to the World Series, Michael asks, do you think we get back to the World Series? We have a star-studded team. Guys? It's hard to say. I mean, they have a really good shot. I mean, they have everybody back. I mean, as we saw, you get in a series and, and anything can happen. One uh, one pitch, one play. I mean, they, they were toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Yankees for seven games, toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Dodgers for seven games. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Marvin Gonzalez doesn't hit that home running game, too. They don't win the World Series. So it, it just depends. But I, I think they have a great shot. I mean, I think they'll win the division going away. Um, if, if they're healthy, the rotation going into the playoffs, they'll be in great shape. And uh, with the uh, with the Indians uh, and the the Yankees mm -hmm. and uh, who who else who would be their big big contenders? Well, the, the, the Angels may be the good. The Angels will be better. Jeff yeah. Luno and every other general manager will tell you the same thing. You never put the, a team together with the idea of winning the World Series. You put a team together with the idea of competing, getting to October, and then going going and tr giving it a try. You know, because when you look back on it, even the Boston series, it was just four games. Yeah. Those games, some of the, the, the road games turned this way and that. The, they had to come from 3-2 down to beat the Yankees. So you just, you get, you get close, you got a shot.
All right, well, everyone's going to have to wait a little bit longer to see if the Astros can go back to back. But thanks for hanging out with us at the winter meetings. I'm Danny Wexelman, Richard Justice, Brian McTaggart. You can go to Astros.com to check out all the latest, and we'll talk to you guys soon.